Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial technician. Whether you've had years of success in your business or just starting out, Highlift Financial can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family, and align these for generational wealth. As they say, what happens in your life affects your business. And now, on to the show. Well, hello and welcome to Your Business, Your Life with me, Matt DeFrancesco, and happy 2024. I hope everybody had a great holiday and are looking forward to a a very happy and prosperous new year coming in. So anyway, yeah, I wanted to just come on today to talk about some things that you maybe want to consider as you go into 2024. Now, I know we talk a lot about uh, transition planning and and how to uh, how to prepare for a successful transition, whether it's through an insider or a third party sale. But I think one of the important things, one of the things I really want to focus on with clients and prospects today is make them aware of the things that they need to be doing now, even if they're not ready to exit in a short period of time. I think one of the big challenges that that shop owners face is that they're so busy being busy, working the business and and, uh, fixing cars. And and I always like to say they kind of look up from under the hood and think, what am I going to do? I'm I'm burned out. I can't handle the insurance companies anymore. I don't want the day-to-day grind. And now they want to exit. And the problem is is that they've created such a, a short time frame for themselves that it really makes it difficult to execute a proper transition plan. And it can become very expensive too, uh, when you're trying to do everything at the last minute. So, so what I wanted to do is I actually wanted to relate a story to a a gentleman who contacted me uh, back right before the holidays. We actually just talked uh, right after I got back from my strategic break here and it's a very successful shop. He's uh, he was 59 years old. And the thing he told me, he goes, look, he goes, I'm not looking to exit right now, maybe maybe in five years or so, but I know I got to start planning. And so what are some of the things that I need to do? And so one of the, the first thing that we did is we kind of did an assessment on his shop to see basically, you know, where he stood, where he was strong and where he, where he was weak. And and, and in his case, he was very strong from a revenue standpoint, from an operation standpoint, had a very good vision plan, which is that's that's usually a place where a lot of shop owners fail, but really kind of uh, needed to understand a little more from a uh, business value standpoint, from a, uh, from a tax standpoint, those type of things. So those are the things that we want to start working on. And I, and I, congratulated him because that he was actually being proactive about this. And I remember I was at the CIC conference a few months ago and Mike Anderson and I were having a talk and then Mike was actually on my podcast and he said the exact same thing. He said, you know, every move that you make as a shop owner should have your transition in mind. So I want to really that to be kind of my, a lot of my talking points for 2024. And if you see me around at a lot of different, uh, the shows that I'm going to be presenting at, it's really going to be about building value in your business to prepare for an exit down the road. So I think the first key point to think of is that you don't have to have your exit immediately in mind at this point. You know, again, it's really about how can I position myself? And a lot of it comes down to de-risking, you know, do we have business continuity plans in place? Do we have adequate buy-sell agreements in place? So, you know, I think the first point that we want to look at is as far as what do you want to do in 2024 is looking at how you can maximize your business value. And really, that's going to come down to a lot of different areas. 
Sometimes it's going to be just cleaning up your books, your financial statements uh, to make sure that you're reflecting adequate PLs. Because anytime you do evaluation, the more accurate the PLs, the more accurate valuation you're going to get. So sometimes that that's actually one of the first areas I, I have a lot of shop owners work on is getting those books cleaned up. So, you know, doing that, I think then looking at business continuity, do you have plans in place in case something would happen to you that would make you unable to run your shop? I, I can't tell you that's usually the starting point I have with most clients because I have never run across any that have had actual business continuity plan in place. And that's not just just instructions. So, you know, who are vendors that you need to contact? Who are customers that you need to contact? Who's going to take any key roles? But it also comes down to financial protections. Do you have adequate insurance protections that is company funded that can help to provide resources to the company to be able to allow either a, a key employee to take over more responsibilities to help protect the spouse, or maybe to hire somebody to come in to fulfill the roles that you fulfill in that shop. So there's a lot of different uh, different aspects to business continuity, and that, that's probably going to be a whole nother subject that we can talk about. I think the other section is in the strategic decision making. We need to know who's going to be involved in what areas and making sure that your employees are trained in those areas should something happen. You know, many times if for some reason a owner gets uh, incapacitated, whether it's through death or disability, the key employees are going to, it's going to be vital for them to run the shop. And so we need to make sure that maybe at, at some point, if you don't have one or a couple that are able to run the whole shop, how do you create a collective team effort? And it's really about building a culture in your business of entrepreneurship and, and having these people start to learn to take responsibility for the team as a whole. I think the next area that you want to look at is in your financial security. And that, again, I touched on that with the business continuity planning. But again, you know, having adequate estate planning too. I mean, it's actually interesting. That's one of the areas I think most people don't really address in a proper way. I mean, I was just having a conversation with a client. We're actually doing a transition plan for him. And I was talking to him about his estate planning. And he basically just had basic simple wills, power of attorneys, medical directives. And that was really about it. And the gentleman has, you know, he's got lots of real estate. He's got uh, real estate in other states, other assets that are out there. He's got um, stepchildren. These situations can become very complex. And a lot of times, even if you're doing your exit plan, you want to tie in, you want to tie in your estate planning with that. And so you know, one of the things that we're going to have him looking at as we're building this plan is start to update his estate plan and maybe utilizing some trusts that can help him to uh, minimize tax liabilities and make sure there's a smoother transition uh, upon, you know, his passing and plan, the future for his family and for his business. Another area is about employee and customer continuity. You know, I, I think a real big thing is with your employees, especially your key employees, how do we ensure that they stay? I mean, it's a competitive marketplace right now. And, you know, all shop owners know that talent is hard to find. And if you can find a production manager or a, a key estimator that is really good, 
what your competition could pay him more money and snatch him away. And so I think, you know, building in different types of stay bonus programs, whether it's non-qualified deferred compensation programs, maybe it's cash bonus programs with a vesting schedule on it. These are things that can help to retain employees. Another area I think is adapting to market change. And that's really, you know, we're looking at vehicles becoming, you know, computers on wheels now, and the market is changing out there. And so we need to learn how to adapt. And also we're seeing insurance companies out there starting to change too. And how do we adapt to their new modalities of working that can make it uh, most effective for not only your customers, but your shop and your team? I think the key point that I'm really trying to make is that it's important to start planning now, even if you don't look at a, uh, even if you're not looking at a transition plan at this point, if you're 10 years out, it's still important to start putting some of these things in place. Because when you get to that point, when you eventually want to either start to back off or transition out of the business, you can make it very smooth for yourself. And uh, I think the final point really that, that everybody needs to do is we really need to come up with a personal vision. What do we want our life to look like now and in post-business? That's probably the biggest sticking point that most uh, shop owners have. They, they don't really have a vision. And so they kind of get stuck because they don't, they have no idea what this life after the business is going to look like. I mean, Hey, most guys that own shops have worked on cars all their life. And I always say you can take the boy out of the shop, but you can't take the shop out of the boy. And so the, it's really important that we start to develop that personal mission statement. So, or that personal vision that we want to have. So again, these are all areas that, that I help shop owners to address. I think, you know, the, the best thing to do if, if you're curious is just go to my website, highliftfinancial.com, set up a time for an intro call. And what we can do is we can do an assessment of where you stand right now, as far as from an exit standpoint, like how prepared are you and help you to find the areas that, that you need to work on. And if you choose, we have processes in place to be able to help to get you that vision and prepare your shop for that future that you want to have. So anyway, reach out to us, highliftfinancial.com, click on let's chat be more than happy. I give everybody 30 minutes of my time, no obligation. And, and the one thing I always promise is even if it's not going to be a fit or uh, I can't help you where you need help, I will always at least get you pointing to the right direction. So anyway, with that, I just want to thank you for listening today. Thank you for being on Your Business, Your Life with me, Matt DeFrancesco. And if you've not subscribed to the podcast, please click the subscribe button below. That way, when a new episode drops, it'll automatically come to your device. If you're watching us on YouTube, please click like us. And in all cases, if you're liking the content that we're providing, give us a five-star review. That way we can move up the charts and uh, can get more of the content we're trying to get out to more people. So anyway, with that, take care, God bless, and uh, let's make uh, 2024 a great one. Hey, I really want to thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. If you want to be notified when new episodes become available, click the subscribe button below. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of High Lift Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. 
DeFrancesco Financial Concierge LLC DBA High Lift Financial is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state security authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training.